Hello, Greg Perry here for The Historic Preservationist. Today's episode will deal with film finish coatings, coating treatments. The most universally used finishes are the transparent coating treatments applied to the surface of wood. The word varnish is sometimes used loosely to include any or all such treatments. Usually, however, it refers to more specifically to those clear finishes consisting of tough resins dissolved in oil-based solvents. When the solvent or vehicle evaporates, the resin hardens, it polymerizes, and remains firmly adhered to the wood surface. Modern varnishes are specified according to the resins. The newer synthetic varnish varieties especially urethanes, are applied by hand easily and are extremely tough. Various chemical additives can produce a full range of surfaces from high gloss to dull satin. A varnished surface is highly resistant to water and alcohol when dried. Another transitional favorite is shellac varnish, which is not actually a varnish, usually just simply called shellac. It is a quick drying, easily applied, and adheres well, and although not as water-resistant as other varnishes, it is generally appropriate for interior surfaces. Shellac is a natural gum secreted by the lac bug, an insect found in southeastern Asia. The finish is prepared by dissolving the gum lac in denatured alcohol. When applied, the alcohol quickly evaporates leaving a film of shellac. The shellac can be redissolved by alcohol, however, so the finish is not effective on surfaces where alcoholic beverage might be spilled. The third major coating finish is lacquer. The principal variety is nitrocellulose resin, is a vehicle such as amyl acetate. Lacquers are crystal clear and are available in formulations suited to either spraying or brushing. They harden by loss of solvent, but do not build layers as quick as most varnishes. In recent years, concerns about environmental air quality have prompted legislation in many states to limit the vehicle of organic compounds, or VOCs, released by finishing materials. As a result, chemists have found new formulations of old recipes and some new finishes altogether. Clear, water-based finishes are one of these in this class, and while relatively new to the market, they are growing in popularity. When they first came onto the scene, water-based finishes were embraced by woodworkers for their ease of cleanup and quick drying times, even though they were not as durable as the old oil-based finishes. New formulations of water-based finishes are tougher and more UV-resistant, and they are beginning to rival the old standbys for sustainability in a wide variety of conditions. Even with a flat, true surface achieving a fine, smooth finish with a varnish-type coating takes some effort. The surface must be freshly sanded to avoid raised whiskers and then cleaned with a tack rag. Woods with open grain, that is, which drink up finishing material, such as redwood, does, are often sealed before the final coat goes on. 
Suitable sealers include a dilute coat of shellac, a special lacquer sealer, or a dilute coat of the final finish itself. When you want to perf perfectly smooth surface, woods with large open pores, such as oak or walnut, should be given a coat of paste wax or filler. Like much advice in finishing, fillers are a matter of taste, not an obligatory step. If you like the surface with open pores, then there is no role for requiring you to fill them. Once the surface is prepared, it's vital to take the time to study the label on the can. It will specify suitable staining and sealing materials that will typically warn against incompatible solvents or stains. I may also say something about timing, since many modern resin varnishes must be timed, recoated with a specific time or plan, or else the second subsequent coats or coat will not bond to the first. A frequent difficulty encountered in applying varnish-type finishes is the home shop or small commercial shop is dust. The surface tension around a dust particle landing in a film of wet finish causes a noticeable blemish, which must later be sanded out. For those who must do finishing in the same location as woodworking, it is impossible to produce even a reasonably dust-free surface. The faster drying lacquer and shellac finishes have an advantage in these situations. A photographer offered me a great trick by reducing airborne dust particles in a workroom. About a day or two before finishing the job, dust around the room to remove much of the dust and stir up all the rest. Then set up a 20-inch to 20-inch furnace filter sp sprayed over end dust or equivalent against the intake side. Over the next 24 to 48 hours, redust the flat surface in that area. Meanwhile, the fan will recycle the air in the room many times, and the filter will catch most of the airborne dust. The difference will be evident by the change in color of the filter, as well as by the drastic reduction in the dust specking on the subsequent finishing of work. Bubbles are another problem. They sometimes result from striking the brush off on the side of the can, and then the bubbly varnish drips back into the liquid surface in the can and makes the remaining varnish bubbly. Keep the bubbles out of your varnish by striking off the brush into an empty coffee can. A few bubbles are to be expected, but if the varnish is thin properly, they will break within the first few minutes and the film will settle without a blemish. Temperature change can also be ca cause serious bubble problems. I stumble onto the fact that one time when I decided to avoid my dusty cellar shop and varnish a yellow birch candle stand in the most dust-free room in the house, the dining room, I spread out my drop cloth, set everything up, dusted the room, and returned to the cellar to let my remaining dust settle. Meanwhile, I strained the varnish and got to the got the brush to, broken in, ready to work. I brought the candlestick upstairs into the dining room and gave it a last whisk with my tack rag and started by varnishing the underside of the tub. Everything appeared to be going quite well, but as I finished the second leg, I noticed the first leg was speckling with bubbles. As I brushed out the bubbles in the first leg, I could see more developing on the second leg. I was baffled. The brush was 
in perfect condition, and the varnish can was virtually free of bubbles. After long, puzzling moments with watching bubbles appear before my eyes, I realized that each bubble developed in the end of the vessel opening. Then came the dawn. The the cellar was considerably cooler than the dining room. When I brought the work up to the warmer room, the air inside the wood grain gradually began to expand. Each vessel had become a minute bubble pipe. Each pore, that is. I've since verified my observation through controlled experiments in the laboratory. Since then, I always make certain that a piece to be varnished is kept at an even temperature or moved from a slightly warmer to a slightly cooler location just before finishing. No more bubble problems of that type. Since everything I varnish seems to wind up with dust specks, I sand lightly between coats with 280 grit paper on a flat block, just enough to knock the tops of the dust specks off. Then go back over the whole surface lightly with 5-0 steel wool, followed by a tack rag. After the final coat, I use 600 grit paper on a flat block of work careful to level every high spot flush with the surroundings. Here is where corns on the paper can cause trouble. Next, I rub with pumice and oil, and then with rottenstone oil. Last, I rub with lemon oil or sometimes paste wax. No question about it, this method makes an attractive finish. But doing all these stages of work, you really become aware that you're working on the finished coating, not upon the wood. Penetrating finishes. The the third general type of finish is in the wood, not on the surface. Oil finishes or penetrating resin oil finishes such as Watco and Minwax are in this category. To apply, the finish is simply flooded onto the surface as much as possible and allowed to soak in. Additional finish is applied to any dry spots that develop. After 15 to 30 minutes, any remaining liquid is removed from the wood surface, and the surface is buffed dry in the process. Most of the finish remains in the cell cavities or is absorbed by the cell walls. Only an imperceptible amount covers the exposed wood surfaces. Repeated coats gives more complete and deeper treatment that and result in a very slight build on the surface. Enough finish remains to accent the figure of the wood, but there is the illusion that none really covers the surface. The finish is a delightful compromise when the natural wood surface is preferred, but some protection is needed. A penetrating oil finish can also fill open pores of the wood, and if sanded with fine grit and wet-dry paper while it is still soaking in, this makes a fine paste of wood dust mixed with finishing material, and subsequent buffing pushes the mixture back into the pores and levels out the surface. Linseed oil is a traditional favorite, but since it does not harden completely, it may later bleed out on the surface. It also contracts and attracts dirt, yellows in color, and darkens the wood. Commercial penetrating finishes have resins and polymazir in time, and become permanently set in the wood, consolidating and hardening the surface. 
A real disadvantage to oil finishes in the small shop is that there is no trouble or no way to get away from dust because any remaining liquid is wipe free. They are truly quick and easy to apply. However, experience soon reveals that the time saved in finishing with oils might well be invested in pre- preparing the surface. Penetrating finishes are the acid tests of surface condition, especially smoothnesses and quality, because every imperfection is not only exposed by lack of surface build, but in fact, ascended even more if the wood were left unfinished. It really pays to de-whisker the surface because the real quality of the oil finish is determined by the surface quality of the wood itself. This is in contrast to the varnish finish, which masks many slight imperfections, scratches, and tear-outs in the wood and where the final surface belongs to the varnish, not to the wood.